Listeners, before diving into this episode, I just want to put out a huge trigger warning. In this episode, I will be discussing eating disorders and other mental health issues. If you are easily triggered by this, I highly suggest that you listen with caution or do not listen to this episode. I will preface every episode with this trigger warning because I will be discussing very touchy and sensitive topics that some may not be able to handle. I want everyone to feel safe in this environment and to just keep in mind that this podcast is an educational podcast meant to spread awareness on eating disorders and my journey through them. Everything mentioned in these episodes will be real and genuine content. episode of Reasons for Recovery. Just kidding. Well, (laughs) half kidding. Um, Guys, I've got a big announcement that I need to make really quick before getting into today's episode, and that is that I will be taking a small break uh, from doing this podcast. I will be taking a one-month break from recording to just improve on some things and to figure some things out, uh, whether it be some new things to add or some stuff to take away, you know, all that good stuff. So for the next month, you're not going to be getting any new podcasts, uh, so I'm sorry about that. But the good news is, in exactly one month from the day that I post this, I will be back with Reasons for Recovery Season 2. It will be new and improved and probably better than season one, which is what you're currently listening to right now. So if you don't see a new episode posted within the next month, don't fret. I'm just taking a break. I'm not gone. This podcast isn't over with. I will be back very soon. The good thing is I only post bi-weekly anyways, so that's only two podcasts that you would miss out on in the course of a month. But still, I know a lot of you guys really enjoy the show, so... I'm just letting you know beforehand, uh, if anyone thinks I just quit unexpectedly or something, I didn't. I did not quit. (laughs) Just taking a break. Let me reiterate that as much as I can so nobody thinks that I just stopped making podcast episodes. So the current day that I am recording this, it is October 4th of 2021. I should be posting this by October 6th of 2021. If you're listening this on to, on the day that I released this, it is going to be October 6th. So, in that case, Reasons for Recovery t- uh, Season 2 will premiere exactly one month from that date, on November 6th of 2021. So, be on the lookout for that date in the future. That's when Season 2 should be out, if I can actually get my butt to work on it, because I can, com- I can procrastinate in some cases. Hopefully I won't in this case, but season two will be premiering. I'm going to say it will be premiering to hold myself accountable. It will be premiering November 6th of 2021. So yeah, anyways, now that that is all said and done, the main topic of today's episode is what we're going to go ahead and just dive on into. Today we are going to be discussing how to become a better you in eating disorder recovery. And 
basically what I mean by this is I just want to share with you guys what I did to make myself a better person as I went through recovery and how I've been able to keep that trend to this day. We've discussed a lot in previous episodes about how eating disorders can make you a whole different person and it can make you a person who you or even others don't recognize. And it's honestly the scariest thing ever when you're suffering from an eating disorder. But with recovery comes change and with that change you can strengthen yourself to become a better you or a better version of yourself. Like I always say, it'll take practice and loads of patience to be that better version of yourself, but once you get there, you will be happier than ever. Trust me on this. Back when I suffered from anorexia, I was always constantly angry. I was extremely irritable. I was rude, pessimistic. I looked at the worst outcomes of everything. Literally any bad adjective that you could possibly describe a person with it was what I was. I was not myself and I was not the person that I remembered and every time I looked in the mirror I just couldn't understand why I was the way that I was. I didn't recognize myself. I would see a person that was acting one way on the outside but her true self was still on the inside and that person on the inside was crying for help to get out every single day but that person on the outside didn't want to hear and that was scary it felt like I was trapped in the wrong body or trapped inside of my own body but once I sought recovery the better version of myself was able to break free and to come out and take control and it made me happier than ever I was no longer suffering and was able to recognize the person that I saw in the mirror, finally, for the first time in who knows how long, years. Um, And a lot of people who want to start recovery, they become so scared because they think that it isn't possible. They think that because they aren't willing to let their true selves break out, that it's just not going to happen. It's not possible. They want to hide in fear because they aren't sure if recovery is the right thing for them. But that is where their outside self is saying that. Their outside self is kind of like the eating disorder. And that eating disorder constantly controls the inside of you and makes you believe that you don't deserve recovery and you don't need it. But that voice that they're putting inside of your head is the body that you see on the outside. The one who wants to live in sickness and pain and agony. But on the inside, that person wants to recover. That person wants to break out and doesn't want to live like that anymore. So you do deserve recovery and you do want recovery. It's just your eating disorder controls you from the outside in. Instead of the inside out, it's the outside in. And I hope that this picture kind of gives you a better perspective on things. I know it sounds a little bit confusing, but I hope it kind of edges you toward wanting to beat that voice and become that person again that is trapped deep down inside of you. Because that person that's trapped deep down inside of you is the real you. That's who you are as a person. And you want that person to take over your entire body, not just way deep down in the back of your head where you can't even hear yourself. You want that body to be your entire self.
I know that sounds a little confusing, but hopefully if if you're suffering from an eating disorder, you can kind of understand where I'm coming from with this analogy. Um, There are so many ways to keep your head in the game when trying to start eating disorder recovery, and all of these tips that I'm going to be discussing with you guys today will all tie in on how you can become a better you, how you can become that person you are longing to be, that person that wants to conquer their disorder and kick it to the curb and become recognizable to everybody again. So to get started, I want to discuss a huge tip that really helped me out along the way, and that was don't beat yourself up. When you suffer from an eating disorder, it is really all about like just critiquing and being very, very, very critical towards yourself and even others. Whether it'll be critiquing your food or your body, people with eating disorders live in this constant state of just being overwhelmingly self-critical. And being this way is no help whatsoever to your recovery. It's not going to speed up your recovery, you know, any faster. If anything, it's just going to impede your recovery and make it slower. When you start recovery, you have to remember that you cannot beat yourself up over every little thing that happens. If you fail at eating a meal, or you gain a pound, or you lose a pound, or anything that you might initially have a negative reaction towards, do not beat yourself up about it. Keeping a positive mindset is always the key in the process of recovery, and it is the best way to get to that better version of you. You need to remember that recovery isn't linear at all. It's not something that you can expect to accomplish in a week's worth of time. And it's definitely not something that you can accomplish just overnight. And you can't accomplish it with ease either. Think of it this way. Like I said, recovery isn't linear. You're at point A right now and you're trying to make it to point B. You can't quite see point B because there are a bunch of hills and valleys that you have to go around and go up and down and stuff, but you know that point B is on the other side and you know that you can reach that point B if you just take that path and keep pushing and keep going no matter how hard the struggle is. Recovery is an extremely rough road, but it has the best outcome. I can't sit here and sugarcoat recovery and tell you that it's the easiest thing ever because it's not. It's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life, but it was ultimately the best decision of my life. And literally anybody who has ever been through recovery for an eating disorder will tell you that. My point is recovery is not a straight line. It'll be a battle every single day. When you hit that hard spot in recovery, You just got to remember to not beat yourself up over things because it'll only lead you to a decline in your recovery and make you even more steps behind on becoming a better you. You don't want to backpedal in your recovery. You want to keep pushing forward. Remember that analogy that I gave you that you're at point B right now or you're at point A right now. Sorry, you're at point A and you're trying to get to point B and it's not a straight line. But you know that point B is achievable. You know it's on the other side. You know that you can get to it. But in between point A and point B, there's all those hills and valleys that you got to go around and go up and down and all in between. And you know 
that in order to get to point B, you've got to go through all that. You've got to endure every high and every low and everything in between. And if you really, really, really want to commit to recovery and want to stick to it, you have to go through all that. You have to do all that stuff in order to achieve point B. If you reach that hard place in recovery, which could be, you know, the valley in this analogy, because, you know, the really high highs are the hills and the valleys are the lowest of lows. If you reach that hard place, instead of beating yourself up over something or criticizing yourself about it, Put your mind into a positive state. Give yourself positive affirmations and reminders. Tell yourself to remember why you're doing all of this and remember why you ever started recovery in the first place. You are becoming a better you. You are bettering yourself and making yourself healthier and happier. And all of this hard work that you're doing in the course of recovery is going to pay off in the end. Another thing that you need to do to become a better you is to realize that you cannot do this on your own. I know that sounds a little pessimistic at first, but let me explain a little more in depth. If you are really, really certain that recovery is your best option and you're ready to start it, please don't do it by yourself. Like, please, I cannot stress enough how much you do not need to start it by yourself. I made the exact same mistake, and it only, like I said before, it only slowed down my progress and led me further away from becoming a better version of myself. When I first tried to start recovery, I thought that I could do everything on my own, but it turns out that isn't possible at all. You can't get the proper help that you need from your own self. You're the one that is sick in the first place, so there's no way that you would know how and where to even start to become better. You could do all the research you want, but you are still the sick one, you are still the one that's in need of help, and if you are sick and needing help, you're not going to be able to help yourself. You're going to need help from others that aren't sick and don't need help. They're the ones that are there to help you. If you think that you can do recovery all by yourself, that's really just your disorder telling you that, and it does that to entice you back into its grip. Because your disorder knows that you are extremely vulnerable, and when you try to recover by yourself, it will be so easy for you to slip back into a relapse or to go even further down a path that's far away from a better you or far away from recovering in general. When I tried to recover by myself, I didn't do anything right. I remember I would try to eat a fear food and then say I was recovering, and then later that night I'd go run seven miles and then work out three more hours just to get all that food out of my body. And that's not recovering, and I wasn't recovering. My eating disorder just wanted to make me think that. It was tricking me into believing I was getting better, but I was just getting worse. In reality, I was hurting myself even more. What you need to do instead is seek professional help. I cannot stress enough how much you need to seek a professional on starting recovery. Visit your doctor or use the hotlines that I put in the description of these episodes. These people want to help you. They want to lead you to that better version of yourself that you want. 
these trained professionals will know exactly where to start and exactly what you need to do just so you can strive to be that person that you want to be. And also, these professionals will not stop until they know you are on the right path. They are not going to stop. They are not going to give up on you. They will make sure that you achieve recovery. I remember when I was going through recovery and I had all these different doctors and nutritionists and other healthcare professionals helping me out, I thought that they would give up on me every time that I failed at something, and they didn't. They accepted that there would be failure, just like you need to accept that there will be failure in recovery, and they didn't give up at all. They continued to help me and continued to give me all the care I needed until I was recovered. So don't think that they're going to give up on you if you hit a hard spot. They're going to help you through every single bit of your recovery, which is exactly why you cannot recover on your own. Because once you hit that hard spot, you're not going to want to keep on recovering. You're going to want to give up and go into a relapse. And if you're by yourself, you're not going to have anybody around you to tell you, nope, you can't do that. You know, pick up the pace. Let's go. Let's keep going because you're stronger than that. You know, you don't have anyone to tell you that if you recover on your own. So that's exactly why you need a health professional or a doctor, a nutritionist, whatever it may be, to help you in recovery. Because they're going to be there to help you through every single obstacle you have. Another thing to remember is something that I've already kind of touched on, and that is to not rush recovery. Recovery is very tough. It's an extremely tough thing, and we already know this. It's something that is time-consuming and requires a lot of work, mentally and physically. In order to get through it correctly, you're going to need to slow your roll a little bit and take recovery a day at a time. Like I said already, recovery is not going to happen in a day, and it certainly can't happen in a week's worth of time. It's something that's going to take a long time because recovery is designed to mold you into that better version of yourself. And if you want to be a better you, then you need to take recovery slowly. Now, people do recover at different paces, but that doesn't mean that they rushed through it or they took way too long. It means that some were able to just be successful faster than others. It just depends on how fast the person learns and responds to things. But no matter what, who you are or how long it takes you to recover, take your time with recovery. Because like I said, it is the thing that is molding you into a better person that you need to be. And if you just rush through it, that better version of you will not turn out how you think it will. Areas in your life will still be pretty rusty and you will be very likely to fall back into a relapse and you'll just be right back at square one if you just rush everything. So just have trust in yourself that you can make it through recovery a day at a time. Just trust the process and just slow down. Being patient in recovery will get you much closer to that better version of yourself and being patient will actually get you there faster than just rushing through recovery would. So let me reiterate it as much as I can. Please do not rush recovery. It is the worst thing you can do. 
the more that you take time learning how to love food again and how to act right around food again and how to treat your body well, the, the longer that process takes for you, the easier it's going to come when you're on your own in the future post-recovery. And lastly, the last tip that I have for this episode, don't try to dodge every situation that scares you. It's very obvious that there will be times where recovery will throw some pretty scary things at you. I know for me, it was literally every time I tried a fear food, but you need to remember that you have to take those challenges face to face and accept them as they come. You aren't going to get anywhere in recovery if you just avoid all these situations in your life that you find risky. And you'll find out really quick that you'll consider a lot of normal situations in your life risky. Almost everything that recovery throws at you will seem scary, but in all reality, it's not. Again, just like in the last point, you have to take each day one at a time and as slow as you can possibly take it. Just slow down a bit. Usually the issue with people when they approach a problem is that they take it way too fast and they don't have time to really process it and understand what's going on. And that is very common for people with eating disorders. So if you just take the time to process the situation, chances are it's actually not all that risky at all and it's really not that scary either. It's just you overreacting and becoming overstimulated because you took the thing way too fast. You took that problem or that issue way too fast, more than your brain could comprehend all at once. And it's not as dangerous as you'll think. Your eating disorder will just try and tell you that you can't do this, you know, just so you can avoid it. Your eating disorder is going to try to make you avoid all those situations as much as it can because it doesn't want you to recover. It doesn't want you to face those risky situations, even though they're not risky. In reality, risky situations are actually just situations that you need to face in order to learn and gain strength from it. Your eating disorder will just make you believe those situations are dangerous, like I said, but you'll eventually just learn something from it, and guess what? Going through those situations will lead you to be a better you the person that you want to be. When you learn from things in recovery, you know how to handle it the next time. And you'll know how to be stronger and be more patient the next time around. Being able to handle all those risky situations will get you to that better you. A better you can conquer anything. A better you can sit down and eat a meal without crying. A better you can be happy in their skin for the first time in a while. And a better you is happy and healthy and loves their life. There is nothing wrong with failing, of course. We all fail in some sort of way, and that's okay because we're all human. But when suffering from an eating disorder, failure can be taken very differently. Failure can make us feel like we just aren't worthy anymore and we have no value or don't deserve to continue recovery. All because we fail one time. But we need to remember that no matter how many failures we may face or how hard everything may seem, those obstacles will get you to a better you. 
it'll all get you to that place that you want to be in your life. Completing recovery is the best feeling ever because you can finally recognize yourself and you can come out better than ever before. You are stronger, you are happier, and you feel like you can do anything. It's the greatest feeling knowing that you fought and won such a hard mental battle. Being able to kick an eating disorder's butt is the most satisfying feeling and it makes you want to strive to continue to be a better you that everybody loves and more importantly, that you will love. It's the most important that you love yourself. And like I said, it's going to take some time and it can be very, very hard to get there. But if you would like some more insight or some more help with this from someone with the experience... You can, of course, contact me on Instagram DM or email. Those will be in the description for you to use. My DMs are always open. You can literally DM me whenever you want. Um, I'm not going to guarantee that I answer right away, but I will most definitely answer uh, because I'm dedicated to helping whoever needs the help that they need in eating disorder recovery. And if you're not an Instagram person, like I said, I have my email as well down there for you to use. I check that every single day, and I make sure to answer as quick as possible. But like we talked about in this episode, professional help is a must. It is 100% a must. It is so crucial to recovery. And if you feel like you're ready to get started with that and you're ready to jump into recovery... There are numbers that you can call in the description as well for you to get in contact with. There are also a bunch of helpful websites for you to use in the description as well for other mental health issues that you may be facing uh, during your recovery or something that might be worsening your eating disorder. All of that information is in the description, so use those websites to the best of your ability. I've put those all down there just for the sake of that, you know, because I know that we've talked about this a couple of episodes back, but I know that a lot of other mental health issues can strike up during your recovery because of your eating disorder. So these websites in the description and even a few hotlines down there will be able to help you with that as well. Um, And also with eating disorder recovery, if you're not quite sure how to start it, Uh, Like I said, you can contact me or there are also some more websites down in the description for you to use in regarding to how to start eating disorder recovery. But I'm always here to help and there are also others out there as well who are willing to hear everything that you have to say. So please do not feel like you are alone in the world because trust me, you aren't. There is always going to be someone out there who is willing to understand and listen to you. And if you don't think that, then I'm here. I'm always here. That person is me. (laughs) I will always be here to listen regardless of your issues or fears that you are facing. I will always listen and understand you and support you in every single way, and I cannot stress that enough. So again, don't feel like you have nobody to talk to, because if you feel that way, I'm here. I'm that person that can prove you wrong. Um, But guys, (laughs) that's all I have for today's episode, actually. Uh, I hope that it was helpful to you and very insightful to those that are starting to begin recovery. And if you want to leave feedback on this episode or the podcast overall, of course, you can just message me through, of course, my Instagram or email below. 
uh, to give me some feedback, some insight on some things you might want to see different or some things you might want to add or get or take away. You know, just give me whatever kind of feedback you'd like uh, because that would be much appreciated, especially since I am taking a break um, and going to, you know, spruce up the podcast a little bit. Which, again, that's a quick reminder. I will be taking a one-month break to get ready for season two of the podcast. So, no podcast will be out for this next month. But again, that's only two podcast episodes, so it's not really much that you'll be missing. Nothing really big at all. But just keep in mind, I will be returning with season two of Reasons for Recovery on November 6th, 2021. One month from the day that I am posting this. So that's all that I have for you guys. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed and you have a great week. And remember to stay safe and stay healthy.